Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. I'm your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm delighted to welcome a very, very accomplished entrepreneur uh, from Hyderabad, India, Charu Dhyani. Charu, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Ashutosh. Uh, Charo is the co-founder and chief executive officer of Pro Zero Carbon and Woodbox. Uh, she has been awarded with the iconic Women Creating a Better World for All by Women Economic Forum. So Charu, before we talk about sustainability and Pro Zero Carbon, tell me about your own journey in brief. Sure. Um, so Ashutosh, I think I would say that uh, um, entrepreneurship is relatively new for me. I have always been raised to become a good working professional. And uh, like a lot of middle class families, we were told that you should uh, take up a degree which provides you a livelihood for your for your life. Uh, and, and that's how we were sort of raised. Correct. So uh, I also did my, uh, so I did my bachelor's and master's in physiotherapy which was an allied medical service. So it was, you know, supposed to make you um, technically equipped enough that you can carry on with your entire life. Right. Um, so after, so I, I, I did my physiotherapy and I also started working post that in my, in a, in a healthcare startup. And I think that is what was the best thing that could have happened to me because uh, when you work in a, in a startup uh, and if it is related to what you were already doing, you mm. kind of start then appreciating um, what an intrapreneurship looks like and feels right. like. And I think I kind of tasted that um, early in my career. Um, so I think that, so that was my uh, one of the important part of my journey, I would like to say. Mm. Um, and then working in that startup for a couple of years, treating patients who came with different type of spine care uh, problems, etc., um, that happened and eventually, uh, because I'm close to nature, uh, I, I, my roots are from Uttaranchal. So we are typically, you know, uh, hilly, hilly people. Mm-hmm. Uh, my parents have always raised me in a way that uh, we were always close to nature and we uh, we were taught to kind of live in collaboration with the nature and not, right. you know, as us versus it. So that's what happened. And then uh, I think the uh, the... The upbringing, the closeness to nature, uh, taste of un- entrepreneurship turned into entrepreneurship. And then that's how I kind of started my own business ventures mm-hmm. as well, which is like an extension of me. Amazing. So let's talk now about Pro Zero Carbon and Woodbox. Tell me a little bit about what you do here and what led you to become a sustainability entrepreneur. Right. So so I think one uh, because I was always raised to be uh, to be caring about nature, and we were always taught that this is how this is the only way of living. It is kind of an extension for me as an entrepreneurship uh, sustainability. Um, and when I started, uh, you tend to read about it more, right? I think curiosity as entrepreneurs are also kind of curious. We try to find out what's going on in the world. Right. So. As I read about it more, I, I understood that a uh, awareness about sustainability and this is now. But when I started back in 2017, it wasn't a very it wasn't a buzzword. Oh. So it was more about um, environment. It was more about eco friendly. It was more about 
how do you reduce your environmental impact um and that made me realize that there's a lot of waste that we are producing uh, there's a lot of wastage of resources that we are doing there's a lot of waste that can be converted back into resources uh-huh. and it can be brought back into economy and creating like a circular economy right. and that kind of an interest in it brought me into into sustainability as 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 businesses with right. which which makes profit and not like an ngo that that just makes more made more sense for me Hmm. um so and and when it comes to both pro zero carbon and and woodbox we are uh, we are a, we started off as a b2c venture with woodbox hmm. uh but as we moved along we realized that the impact um that a b2b segment will create right now is much more because 70% of your emissions your carbon emissions are created by industries of different types right. so at pro zero carbon and woodbox both of them we are trying to help companies organizations of different sizes reduce their carbon footprint uh, choose things which are uh, positively impacting the environment hmm. and and democratizing sustainability in a way hmm. wow fascinating and when you when you talk about sustainability how would you define the term in the context of pro zero carbon and woodbox so so i think it's also it's a very um misunderstood misused Correct. used a lot word yeah. right mm. uh, anything and everything is named as sustainability nowadays to get the attention absolutely uh, but for us at the core of what we do sustainability is about how do we keep the economic engine running mm. how do we make sure that the economic growth keeps on happening Mm-hmm. uh while you are creating a positive impact on the environment mm-hmm. and the two things are not mutually exclusive for us mm-hmm. you know we truly believe that we can make it happen together and and that's what we are working towards so mm-hmm. um so for example uh, if we look at uh, woodbox mm-hmm. um that is basically about sustainable products and environment friendly products uh there are so many types of businesses and the needs of different businesses is different so mm-hmm. as an example a hotel industry for example utilizes a lot of single use plastics mm-hmm. right they have gas etc right. so they use a lot of single use plastic and produce a lot of waste so for them uh, providing them with alternatives to single use plastic for their guests mm-hmm. uh, if you're using amenities you can nowadays you know use amenities which are biodegradable you have bamboo toothbrushes to natural loofahs and a lot of different options available so for them it makes sense to offer that as an option rather than uh, providing them with something else which is not making sense uh, for a corporate for example they uh, they would use a lot of products for their um, uh, for their employees uh-huh. uh, so for them you know it is about providing that so for us it's about identifying what makes sense for what uh, business and providing them that and for pro zero carbon similarly it is about how do we uh, make operations more efficient and right. help companies reduce the cost and become sustainable as a byproduct right right very interesting and uh, you know for both these organizations pro zero carbon and woodbox how does how do you incorporate sustainability into your business model so so i think for us uh, sustainability is like Uh, the core of what we do um, um it is about you know it is absolutely 100% about sustainability so uh, 
uh, of course the kind of services the kind of products that we provide mm-hmm. are having minimal or no environmental impact but also in terms of the kind of um, practices that we do at our premises we uh, don't use single use plastics for example mm-hmm. we use uh, options for our if you have to use stationery we use 100% recycled stationery uh, we do a lot of awareness activity even for our own employees and for our own organization as well mm. and through a lot of you know and we try to also do a lot of awareness activities outside of the organization for corporates and different things so i think our business is all about sustainability and we and we try to incorporate as much as possible correct well said well said and uh, you know uh, charu as you've been building these two businesses tell me a little bit about some of the challenges or or and obstacles that you have faced and how have you overcome some of these so i think when it comes to um challenges one of the biggest challenge is uh, awareness so um and of course the level of awareness in general is less it is um it's a misunderstood word it sometimes also means that it's for for good of the planet and i think that's the biggest challenge because uh, post covid i think all of us have seen that we don't need to protect nature at all it Absolutely. just takes care of itself yeah it's about understanding that how is it relevant for us how is it relevant for our health mm-hmm. how is it relevant for our businesses if um if if the if the planet gets heats up heated up a lot mm-hmm. then um your for example your, your workers cannot work as efficiently Correct. something as simple as that or you know your employees may not feel like traveling productivity reduces mm. uh, your equipments don't function as effectively as they would right. so uh, for us a big big challenge is to make sure that people understand how it is relevant for for their business um then of course you have cost mm. um if there is isn't enough demand and of course the cost is relatively higher right. so to find more innovative ways to uh, make sure that the reach of the things that we do is increased so that the demand rises and the cost reduces mm-hmm. and we are able to innovate uh, utilizing technology to make sure that um, uh, make sure that the products and things become more functional um, information is something that is you know and regulations for example is a challenge Uh, there aren't enough government regulations it's coming up uh, but again it's it's a work in progress so so we deal with all of this while we are trying to work towards the impact that we want to create fascinating great response thank you and charu since you just spoke about government regulations my next question is on regulation and the question is how do you see regulation impacting sustainability and what policies would you like to see implemented um so i think i would one start from a global and then kind of go to indian uh, scenario here mm-hmm. uh, if we look at europe for example european union is much more advanced than many other economies and they have brought in a taxonomy uh, recently wherein mm-hmm. they have defined which economic activities are sustainable and which aren't and they have also included uh, financial institutions in it um so that they can give loans etc to people who are doing more green 
activities right. um similar to that i think we are also seeing what is happening globally and rbi has also brought in uh, esg uh, and green funds so they are in a way beginning to define what type of financing a banks would do um so that's something that we already see but right. we need to make it more make it relevant to to the country uh, japan has started um, making sure it's mandatory from 23 financial year onwards for this mm-hmm. for esg disclosures mm-hmm. so no matter what the size of your company is but you need to kind of uh, at least do the esg disclosures right similar to that if we can also you know bring in more esg disclosures carbon tax for example this could be one thing which could um prevent people from producing more carbon emissions yeah. and of course subsidies i think is everybody understand how you brought in subsidies for solar and right. renewable you need to bring in those things as well correct well said well said and charu do you see technology playing a role in uh, being able to significantly you know impact sustainability um so so i think technology since the time it has uh, it has come into the human evolution mm. it has played role in all disruptions correct and this is no different than the disruption that it brought in couple of years ago with different things so um, for example if i see uh, right now data management we don't we don't document a- enough things related to uh, if you you may call it sustainability related but i would say your energy water waste every operational uh, aspect is not documented mm-hmm. and what can't be documented cannot be improved so right. you can't measure it you can't improve it Correct. so you need a lot of uh, technological innovations in data management uh, but you also need basic things like how can you make your buildings more efficient mm-hmm. and you can use our technologies like you can remove heat from your buildings with technology so the carbon footprint reduces uh waste segregation at this point of time i think if you are able to find better ways of more efficiently segregating waste possibly at the source then that's where i think technology will play a really big role mm-hmm. uh a lot of people know about these sustainable aviation fuels for example correct i think technology will also help in making them more efficient um longer duration flights can be used with those kind of fuels uh we work we we work with a lot of manufacturing industries mm-hmm. so we understand that um when either it if it's a boiler or if it's a cooler or you know a cooling system or different a- aspects of manufacturing and since it as in you know india wants to become uh, the next hub of uh, export mm-hmm. and we want to manufacture so we need a lot of technological advancements in operations in transportation packaging so there is like a whole lot of uh, of ways in which i think technologies will fit in here beautifully thank you uh, my next question to you is uh, you know that i spoken to so many people on sustainability and a lot of them say that there is a general sense of skepticism when it comes to sustainability i'd love to get your perspective charu on how do you handle skepticism or criticism so i think for a very long time it was linked to csr uh, and it was linked to social good it was linked to something external to uh, your 
uh, your business, the mm. core of your business. Mm. And so I think at this point of time, it has become uh, a, a, a social impact. And that is why people are skeptical, there's lack of information. That is why I think also they're skeptical. Mm-hmm. Um, we also face a lot of those questions in which people uh, mention that, you know, it will increase my cost, for example. Mm-hmm. However, if you will look at, um, um, we, so we work with, uh, with a company and they used a lot of, uh, they used to take out uh, groundwater, right? Now, um, groundwater, if you want to draw groundwater, it requires electricity. Right. But however, the moment you start recycling that groundwater, you start taking out lesser water, your mm-hmm. energy consumption reduces, your uh, your electricity bill reduces. So mm-hmm. it saves you cost. And, and this is just one example. But there's so many things that you can do. But I think skepticism comes from the fact there's a lot of negative... Um, uh, noise that also occurs right. or that you know people speak against businesses also a lot when mm. it comes to this so it has been happening for quite a number of years so, hence skepticism is i wouldn't call it you know um it has some you know some some groundwork has been done to create that but um, hopefully it should change in time it will sure. time. no no the, i mean i think what is what i my own experience is that the young people like you have a much greater understanding of, you know, sustainability and all the other things that need to be done as compared to the older generations like me. <laughs> but uh, I think I think you're absolutely right. And it's a matter of time before everyone in our country will start to understand it. Um, my next question to you, uh, Charu, is that uh, how do you balance the need to build a profitable company with sustainability goals? So when it so do you mean in our own context? How do we in, in your own context? Of yeah, course. yeah. Um, so I think first of all, it's also about mindset. Um, so as I mentioned, that a lot of it was done from a CSR mm-hmm. point of view. So and because CSR funds is given through foundation, so you ended up running it as an NGO and right. nonprofits, etc. Correct. First of all, about a, a, a mindset shift. It is just like any other business. You have a top line, you have bottom line, you have cost of goods sold, you have cost of services, and you have your expenses and you have your um, credit and debit, etc. In it, so uh, that mindset, I think, is important. And I think it's not just me because we are in this ecosystem. We see a lot of other entrepreneurs as well who've created for profit businesses which have sustainability in their core, whether it is someone who's providing uh, water meters to make sure that, you know, you don't waste a lot of water and you reduce water consumption, Mm -hmm. or whether it could be someone who's providing uh, packaging, which are not plastic, but which are using materials which are biodegradable. Mm -hmm. So a lot of us have actually uh, treated it like a business and what happens then is that we are trying to see if you are providing real value to our uh, to our clients and to mm-hmm. our customers. Once that sets in, I think it becomes a very obvious thing to do. It is just like any other venture. Mm-hmm. It just needs a bit more legwork, I think, and a lot more awareness and education. But I think so did technology when it came in. Uh, websites were not normal initially. You, you needed to educate as to why a website is well 20 years ago. So this is 
just you know at at the cusp of that um, phase and i think for us it comes very naturally because we've always treated it like a like a venture mm. for profit venture well said i've time for two more questions for you um my next question is that based on all the work that you are doing in so many different areas can you share any one success story uh, or a, or a successful project that has had a significant positive environmental impact which you have been involved in yeah um so i'll i'll very briefly i'll mention about one each of both the ventures we do because they are different segments mm-hmm. so for example um woodbox is all about creating um helping to reduce waste and bringing things which are more you know uh, less less impactful on the on the environment so we work with companies like amazon and hitachi for example they uh, are companies which utilize a lot of they use products to give to their employees so any time you you know new bunch of employees come in they give that mm. so for around 1000 of them we provided them with uh with joining kits which were 100% biodegradable mm-hmm. and when i say 100% biodegradable meaning literally no waste in fact okay. some of them were also created with uh with materials which you would otherwise consider waste mm-hmm. so so paper which is recycled uh we've also used we've used coconut shell which were discarded mm-hmm. we also used um, crop residue and there are functional products like coffee mugs and things created out of it which have uh around 40 to 50% less carbon emissions mm-hmm. so um in this our impact was of course on the employees which were uh, given this also the families which received them mm-hmm. and ultimately not ended up creating more products which you would end up you know uh, putting in waste for example but also the artisans and the families which have worked to create this um and of course it changes the direction of how the company functions in the future as well once you embed sustainability in some or the other way then it kind of starts becoming an expectation as well so i think that was one project which we feel has in, had a multifold impact on various things uh, but also we worked with another um, uh, with a company called botanic healthcare mm-hmm. so they export their organic extracts so for them it's a it's a manufacturing facility so for 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 them we looked at various aspects of their energy water consumption the waste they produce biodiversity cover that they have procurement mm-hmm. packaging Mm-hmm. uh we understood the processes operations we looked at the data of each of them year on year and based on that we suggested them with things that they could do so that they save costs as well right. and they end up uh, reducing their carbon footprint as well mm-hmm. and and that was extremely fulfilling because this is like uh helping the businesses uh top line grow and your bottom line grows along with it mm. so i think these two were like you, you know like really close very to our heart great examples thank you uh, and my last question to you uh, charu what is the one thing that you wish more people knew about sustainability so um i think people should uh, know that uh, it's um, it's you asked three things right yeah yeah you so three things yeah so i think one thing is and that's also comes from your skepticism point that 
sustainability can actually help you in building your top line and your bottom line yeah if you're a business owner it does that for you right. second um if you are a consumer then asking questions about what you consume mm-hmm. um that will help in building demand yeah. uh, so if you want a better world for yourself as a consumer then you need to ask questions so that those wishes get fulfilled as well mm-hmm. and third is that it's no more a soft concept or mm-hmm. or a soft power but it mm-hmm. is the present and it is definitely the future for the businesses mm-hmm. fascinating charu on that note thank you so much for speaking to me thank you for talking to me about uh, your own journey what got you interested and i was fascinated to learn how your parents uh, are from uttarakhand and how they mm-hmm. actually instilled the values of nature from the mountains and i studied in the mountains so i know uh, i can relate with what uh, your parents have uh, instilled in you thank you for speaking to me about your uh, organizations pro zero carbon and woodbox thank you also for speaking to me about so many different aspects of sustainability thank you for speaking thank to you. me and good luck to you thank you ashwar it was a pleasure speaking to you and i'm i enjoy your work so thank you so much for doing this for all of us thank you thank you for listening to the brand called you video cast and podcast a platform that brings you knowledge experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals you can also follow us on youtube facebook instagram and twitter just search for the brand called you